One, two, three. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what have you been up to the past three weeks? Yeah. I know that we said, hey, we'll have some stories this <laughs> time because we're doing stuff. Hilarious. No, I've been um, working and just kind of like trying to relax because, you know, I'm finally getting to actually learn my job that I was um, hired into or promoted into several months ago. So mm -hmm. I get to get to do a little bit of that and I get to like actually work in my office from home and I'm kind of excited about yes. it. But uh, we went to a conference last week, an in-person conference. Um, first one I've been to since since COVID, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. And and everybody was required to wear masks and that was fine. I had no issue with it. But of course, I live in a very um, red state. So yes. <laughs> there were a lot of people complaining and a lot of people um, with their opinions. And Ugh. the like literally the day after the conference, or maybe two days after the conference, there's a mass email that goes out saying that somebody at the conference tested positive for COVID. Are just you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> just so everybody's aware. So yeah, um, fucking love uh, it here. Just love it. God, well, at least your state is going carbon neutral by 2050. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, Apparently, news to me. The only, yeah, the only Republican state. I was like, Nebraska out of all of them, but okay. I guess we'll see if it actually happens. But. Yeah, well, our climate here is getting pretty fucked, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's it's awesome. Um, yeah, that was really all I had to say <laughs> was that. <laughs> um, besides the fact that this episode, when it releases, it's going to come out the day before Nick's birthday. So. Oh shit! Yeah. That's something to celebrate. I know it's kind of the only time we're really gonna get to acknowledge it um, before before it comes out and happens. Yeah, nice. How old will our boy be turning? That was a great question that I didn't look up. <laughs> <laughs> I had thought about oh. it. Hold on. <laughs> like All this right. was a thought I had yesterday. I'm like, we should definitely look it up. See how old he's gonna be. Yeah. Because I can't yep. fucking remember. So he will yeah, be either. 58 years old. Oh wow! Yeah, he's getting up there. He's—I forgot. He a grandfather. He's my dad's age, and yeah, I'm pretty sure that he is okay. a grandfather. I think one of his his older kid has to. I think has kids. Uh, the one okay. that's in uh, metal band. Yes, I was gonna say that's the only one I remember is the very, um, you know, you know the one that stands out from the rest. <laughs> um, awesome. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really have any uh, stories either. I had to go to, like, a Christmas party for the winery, uh, last weekend, and I went by myself because Ozzy decided to take the earlier trip to Mexico, which was smart on his <laughs> end, because his plane got delayed when he was going there and when he was coming back, so awesome, that would have been awesome. a disaster. Yeah. yeah, so, um... So the party started at five and it went, I left at nine, but there were still like the majority of the people there. So it was like for four fucking hours 
And, like, it was raining slash snowing-ish, so it was Ooh. getting, like, really nasty outside, and yeah. it was obviously dark, and so I was like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna drunk drive home, so, like, I have to be very uh, cautious with how much I drink, and so I only had, like, a glass or maybe two, like, throughout that whole four-hour period, and so I was very sober, but everyone else was getting, like, pretty, pretty wrecked, and they're all, like, adults that are, like, our parents' age. Mm-hmm. And so then, obviously, they all felt the need to tell me about their kids that are my age. And, oh, my God. my I was just, like, I was so bored. I Like, someone was telling me a 25-minute story about how they met their wife. And I was like, bro, I don't care. Like, uh, shut up. God. Yeah. And then, like, and I was, like, I was, uh, it was, like, getting towards the end of the night. And I was, like, eat my cake. And then I ended a conversation with some person and I was like finally alone for like a millisecond and I was eating my cake and then some guy comes up to me he's like oh you enjoy eating cake alone it's like motherfucker yes I do <laughs> and he's like oh, come on and join us over here it's like I don't want to <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I yeah. know I know he he just he was trying to be inclusive and like not make me feel like a loser, but he clearly didn't know that I'm a very introverted person and would rather be alone than be associated with a group. Yeah, I have been hyper aware of the teammate, like, social bonding that my my, uh, fellow co-workers are trying to, like, enforce upon me. Yes. It's terrible. It is. It's very awful. I'm like, I get where you're coming from, but, like, I don't need this. <laughs> Spend your energy on somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so that was awful, talking to all the old people. And speaking of old people, the owners, like, so they just got back <laughs> from their trip to from Italy. And apparently on the first day they were there, they, they went to Rome first. And the wife, she got money stolen out of her purse. Like, all of her cash got Holy stolen. So fuck. she got... Yeah, she got robbed on the first day. Second day, <laughs> the guy he had his he had his wallet in his front pocket and he still got robbed. <laughs> so someone took his fucking wallet from his front pocket. I don't know how you don't feel that, but <sighs> so they both got robbed. And I was just like, wow. I think there's a way where like it's a bump into kind of thing. And, I mean, yeah. Americans are fucking stupid. So, yeah. easy targets. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say, old white people are so, like, yeah, they stand out, and then they're also very oblivious to what's going on, and they think that nothing bad will happen to them. Yeah. kind well, of they travel. Kind of like the old people in the movie that we're about to talk about. How they yes. so easily get robbed and conned. <laughs> Oh my god, too easy. But yeah, we can we can definitely get into that. So, uh, my name's Jesse and I'm Erin and we're the Cage Queens. Uh, 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 uh. And this week we are talking about Matchstick Men, which I think was released in 2003. Yeah. Yep. Okay, good. I was going to say, I don't have my notes to be able to, or I don't have internet to be able to look that up. But anyways, so it's, the the premise of the story is that the main character, whose name is Roy, played by Nick Cage, he is like a master con artist, 
And he's also agoraphobe, and so he has these kind of ticks that set him off. And um, he works with a apprentice to try to scam people out of their money. And somewhere along the line, he finds out that his ex-wife um, might have been preg was pregnant when he left her, and might have had a kid. And so he kind of went to explore that. And he found out he had a daughter that was supposed to be, like, 14 years old. And so um, she reaches out to connect with him. And then she's kind of gets very curious about Nick and what he does. And they build a relationship. And eventually she gets brought into some schemes. And it kind of gets some twists and turns along the road. And, and then one big surprise at the end that we'll get to. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you like this one? Um, I would say 80% of the movie I did not like. I did like how <laughs> there was a, a twist at the end, though. That one, that one got me. Yeah. And the, I was like, okay, this is turning around for the better. The twist, I mean, yeah, when at about, like, an hour 25 or whatever, yeah. <laughs> and they, they, like, kind of start wrapping things up, and I'm like, this can't be the end. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, that twist ending. They weren't even going to include that originally, I guess, um, according to the trivia that I looked up. Uh, like, the test the test viewing or whatever didn't have the twist because, spoiler, the twist kind of has a sour, <laughs> uh, you know, ending for Nick Cage. You know, he kind of mm -hmm. gets fucked over and they didn't think audiences were going to like it. Um, but in the end, they ended up going with the, the twist ending and adding that year later scene just to, I guess, make the yes. movie better. Because I don't know how you would have ended it without that. I feel like exactly it was kind of necessary. Um, another interesting thing about this movie is that it, it is based off the book. And so I, di I don't know, I didn't find it anywhere, but is the twist, was that actually a thing that happened in the book? I think so. I think it was written okay. into, like, the screenplay and everything, but they just weren't going to include it because, <laughs> like, Nick gets <laughs> fucking robbed out the asshole and ends up with nothing. Yeah. And so, like, they're like, nobody wants that. <laughs> no one wants to see Nick in a bad situation. <laughs> ah, I, thought the, I thought the twist was the best part. Like, the twist yeah, and after. Yeah, definitely. So, yes, I agree. So then how did you feel about this movie in its entirety? I really didn't like this movie very much okay, at good. all. I really good. didn't like it. I, I, yeah, I did not like it. But, um... Yes. Yeah, so Nick, he's, he's our main boy, and we, we open up with him right away. Um, he doesn't have any, like particular like quirky appearance things you know like he's not wearing any prosthetics he looks just like himself with his regular Lame. old regular old receding hairline no changes there um and he definitely has some like ocd and i like mm -hmm. can i can recognize the ocd parts anyways because it reminded me way too much of my own grandpa who actually has ocd so like that was hitting just too close to home and i'm like oh yeah. god this is so painful to watch so right. yeah like we see him he's doing like his his one two three routines and um we also see Which that he... aren't consistent, by the way. Did no. you see that he did it sometimes, and then other times, like, he didn't do it? Right. It's like, oh my god, my OCD is getting triggered by your lack of inconsistency. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, like, 
when he's taking his pills and he's not doing it, that's understandable. Um, but there are definitely right. times where he should be doing it and he isn't doing it. Like it, it's yes. not consistent with the character for sure. Um, yes. Yeah, he yeah he takes like a pink pill every day, which. <laughs> is just a Benadryl. Like, I recognized that pill of, like, yes. I've taken that pill before. That's a fucking Benadryl. Um, which he was taking in the morning, which I was like, um, <laughs> isn't that for sleeping time? Do they have non-drowsy Benadryl? They do have non-drowsy Benadryl. So. Oh, okay. Then yeah. I guess it could be that. <laughs> it could be. But, I mean, the point, it was, the pill Anyways. itself is supposed to be, like, some sort of, like, actual medication to help with right. his, um whatever's going on his his mental illness and yeah he keeps money in like a ceramic dog statue that's his like safety deposit box that's just like you, you know not safe at all it's out in the middle of nowhere right next to an open window the dumbest hiding spot but um he like has his whole routine and he goes to work and when he goes to work, we see the other character, Sam Rockwell, who plays Frank Mercer, um, in the middle of, like, kind of a con scheme kind of thing. And their whole thing is they they run, like, a lottery ticket or a lottery scheme where they, like, call people and tell them that they've won things or they have to buy something to win something. And they basically just jack up prices on people and then turn around and... Um, like tell them that they were scammed or whatever by pretending mm-hmm. that they're some authority. Like they have a whole bunch of different like cons that they play, different characters, different costumes, and uh, yeah, it was a lot to follow. Um, and yes. I don't think they did a very good job. Like how they're always together, so like how does nobody get suspicious? Like they always yeah. try to play like they don't know each other or you know, whatever. But. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not very well thought out on that end, but hey, they get through it, and it gives us an idea of what they do. Yeah. Con artist. Flim flam man, mastic man, loser, whatever you want to call it, take your pick. Going back just a little bit to Nick and his pills, he's like, he talks to Frank about the, um, you know, he's pretty much, like, going into this big episode when he doesn't have his pills. And I guess Frank was originally the one that was hooked him up or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. But he talks to Frank, and Frank's like, hey, uh, I'll, I'll hook you up. Like, I know this guy. Like, you should go talk to him. And so he goes, and he sees a shrink. And then, the you know, he kind of is, like, originally there just for the medication. But, whoa, he starts opening up a little bit. Yeah. And, As a condition yeah. for the pills, because he had knocked yes. his original ones down the fucking sink, like, down the garbage disposal. Like, how do you really yes. fuck that up? Yeah, but. I know. Yeah, and so then in one of his sessions, we learned that he was once married and that he, um, I guess he gave his wife a black eye because he found out she was pregnant. I don't know. He's not a real scumbag. Yeah, it was not um, very clear as to how that happened or why she left. Like, I don't think that was ever clarified. No. Uh, No, it wasn't. But he just knew that she left when she was possibly pregnant. And he never knew how that, like, you know, played itself out. 
Um, and then he kind of like it gets him thinking about it, and then he goes and he asks his his doctor like, "Can you call my like my ex wife? Like I can't do it. Uh, can you call and like find out what happened?" And then the doc kind of like reluctantly agrees, mm-hmm. and that's when we're like, he's like, "Yeah, your daughter's interested in meeting you." Yeah, and then they meet in like a public park, and it's. It just gives me too many creep vibes because Nick is, like, sitting in his car, like, watching all the kids and, like, wondering which one's his daughter. And eventually she comes, like, skateboarding into the scene. And um, he ends up taking her to a diner uh, for food because when, when he's outside, like, he just can't handle it. He doesn't like being outside and things just, like start you know freaking him out and he gets all twitchy and weird and he's like i gotta be inside so uh at the end of their meeting um she like writes her phone number to her private line on his palm which i thought was like weird but there was a lot of like weird like (laughs) i don't know like she was like flirting with him type of vibes Exactly. And I was like, this is her dad. Like, this is so gross. I know. And that's what, like, yeah, Chris just really, I really didn't like, I didn't like the character of Angela. I get that she's supposed to no. be a 14-year-old or whatever, and teenagers are kind of fucking shitty and what else, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, yeah. like, yeah, she was way too, like, mm, there was just something about her that, that made me really uncomfortable. Yeah, and so the one of the fun fit trivia facts too is that she's actually twenty three mm-hmm. when she um, auditioned for this. So and like yeah, there were there were a lot of weird things about this her character, and like she was kind of supposed to be like a a, a rebel, and she had a fight with her mom, and you know she she was like grabbing beer out of the fridge, she was smoking, smoking. cigarettes at, at yep. fourteen, and then like when. Uh, this is skipping ahead a lot, but when she finds out that Nick is a con artist, like, she's, like, trying to get him to, um, like, teach her to his ways, mm-hmm. and then she's like, well, if you don't teach me, I'm gonna start telling you all about my sex stories, and then I was like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, this is so weird. Yeah, I was, that, that also made me very uncomfortable, because she's supposed to be a 14-year-old girl, and, like, she starts going into a story um, in a threatening way <laughs> to get Nick to do what she wants. And, like, just the where the story's leading to just was like, oh, God, this is so cringy. So cringy. Yes. But, um, yeah. I mean, you really didn't skip ahead that much because not a whole lot okay. happens between, yeah. <laughs> between those There's parts. a lot of montages of them, like, bonding. <laughs> yes, for sure. And... Like, she ends up staying with him for a couple of days because she gets in a fight with her mom and she just, you know, disappears for a day or two and then comes back and it's no big deal. So she just decides she's going to stay at Nick's and he, uh, when, when she makes that decision, like, or when she shows up, he is on his, he's about to be on his way to one of his con meetings, um, where they're gonna like try to con this rich guy at a strip club and it's going to be like a very big scheme so they're starting small and they're like working their way up into some really big con where they're gonna take a shitload of money from this one guy and Mm -hmm. so 
Um, yeah, he just kind of, he's he doesn't know what to do, and he just, like, leaves her at the house while he goes to the strip club to go, like, do the meeting, and she goes through, like, all of his shit. Like, all of it. <laughs> yeah, like, she literally ruined everything. Like, his perfectly folded whitey-tidies were all disheveled. <laughs> like, she made a mess of his house. <laughs> yeah. And it really, yeah, he, he's, he's, uh, OCD, so he gets home and, like, loses it, and he's freaking out, but he can't, like, get mad in front of her because he you know he's like but it's my daughter (laughs) yeah and i think it's after that where they do their first little con together um Mm -hmm. which was like a lottery ticket con that they do at the laundromat just like yeah i don't even want to talk about that one it's not even interesting I know. <laughs> like, like the rest of this movie that we're just trying to power through. Really, for real, though. But, like, you know, she's just trying to, like, emulate him and show that she can do the the conning with him or whatever. Yes, um, and he is very proud that she has picked this up quickly. And he's like, I, I, I know I should I should be better because, like, what we're doing is bad, but, like, this is the side of, like... This is what she inherited from me to be a good con artist. And mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's just very all for this. He's super proud. He's like, this is like one of the best days of my life, hanging out with her or whatever. Yeah. Like, ugh. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he's like super excited about it. And he like is gaining confidence this whole time. Uh because he's taking his pills that the doctor's given him. He's going to regular therapy appointments. And he's talking to Kathy at the grocery store. <laughs> like, he finally, like, asks her what her name is. Or at least acknowledges her name tag. And yes. then, um, like, Nick and Angela go bowling together. And they're, like, hanging out and having a good time. And Nick gets a call that the the big con that they were planning to do with that on that one guy um at the airport that was supposed to happen Friday is actually going to happen like right now. And so uh Nick's like, "Oh, I don't have time to like do all the things I need to do and I got to get to the airport." So he uses his daughter Angela as his the third piece, the the scene maker, the distraction that he needs at the airport. And uh Ugh. Yeah, so the the con is pretty much like they were exchanging currency of some kind, and so yeah, it ex- was like European currency. I think it was like UK current money or something. Um, it was different, mm-hmm. some foreign currency that had a higher yeah. exchange rate on it. But like, yeah, he couldn't cash it in the U. Nick couldn't cash it in the U.S. because or couldn't exchange it in the U.S. because it would draw attention. So he's gonna, um basically trade equal value like it was 80 mm-hmm. grand in foreign currency and then the other guy was going to give him 80 grand in u.s currency and then take the foreign currency and exchange it for a higher rate in the cayman islands yes. <laughs> that was a lot of- but <laughs> yeah. that was a lot that was a yeah. lot and so what angela does is she goes up to the bar and she starts like throwing glasses yelling at the bartender to make the guy turn his head so that nick can quickly exchange the briefcases so that he gets to keep both the foreign currency and the u.s currency and then give the guy a fake a fake um load yeah so that way he'd Um, make out with twice as much or whatever in the end 
Exactly. And so then he tells his partner to go walk the guy to the to the gate to ensure that like he he gets on the plane and doesn't like double check it or anything. And so um, Nick and Angela go to leave. And then they're in the parking lot, and then they see this guy screaming and like oh my running God. after them. He's making us—he's making a big scene. Mm-hmm. He and... like jumps on their car. <laughs> yeah, he's scary. He's very—he's very uh yeah. He's—he's he's going ballistic over this shit, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know rightfully so. Yeah. Um. And so they um, they escape them, and you know they're they're freaking out, and um they're like trying to calm themselves down like oh they're saying like oh we don't have records we should be good there's no way that he can find us and then they look to angela they're like whoa do you have a record she's like yeah i got caught stealing <laughs> and so i guess she went to jail and she has a mugshot and so then they're like oh no now he has a way of finding us mm-hmm. but they're trying to convince themselves it'll be okay but nick's nick's kind of freaking out at this point he's very disappointed in uh, his daughter, and he kind of, like, says, I don't want to see you anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, well, I'm done with this shit. <laughs> God, yeah, yeah, he, like, basically tells her to, like, leave, and he never wants to see her again, and, yeah. uh, they, you know, have a tearful parting, and we see Nick later, like, in a depression on his couch. Yes. His whole place is a disgusting mess, like, just trash everywhere he's just feeling like shit and his buddy frank calls him and is like hey you've been taking your meds and all like i don't know how that triggered nick but all of a sudden nick's like oh my meds and he starts like freaking out <laughs> and, and and he has he's got none left and so he finds yeah. an empty packet out of like the trash can and he um tries to like call his uh, doctor, but the doctor's not there when it's on on the weekend, so he won't see him or whatever. And so Nick like goes to an actual pharmacy, pharmacy, and he's like flipping shit. Like he looks like a yeah. like they should have called the cops on him. Kind of like crazy running <laughs> yeah. in there. Yeah, and uh, he's like cutting people off in line and yelling at the pharmacist. And that pharma- was my favorite part, though, when he started <laughs> screaming at the other people in line. Say, hey, buddy, ever heard of a line? Hey, have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and be until you pissed blood? <laughs> yeah, just because he was, like, wild now. Um, yes. <laughs> but, like, the pharmacist finally is like, okay, fine, I will, like, help you, whatever. And uh, he looks at the packaging and tells Nick that it's just... A, a like supplement that they saw on the shelf. It's not a real like medication, right. and so Nick goes over to the the shelf and he like it's some like soy menopause thing, and yeah, he, he um he eventually ends up going to see his doctor and yeah. he, he's like you know. He confronts his doctor and he's like, you've been giving me this bullshit. And the doctor's like, you don't need it. And yeah. he's like, why? <laughs> and he's like, you just needed the connection with your daughter. <laughs> and Nick's like, whoa. Yeah. It was so stupid. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I guess Nick decides that he's going to try to file for joint custody of his daughter. And also <laughs> he's going to um, quit the con job. And uh, 
he and Angela go out for a celebratory dinner, and they're, like, just having a good old time. Oh, uh, another weird scene that made me feel uncomfortable. So cringy. She was like, yeah. Oh, she's, like, dancing with her dad in a weird way. Like, I don't know. It was fucking weird. Yeah, the father-daughter relationship I just wasn't quite sold on. It was just too creepy. No. Um, yeah, Just exactly. too creepy. I didn't like it. But... <laughs> They return back to Nick's place after this dinner, and Frank is down on the floor with, like, blood coming out of his mouth or whatever, and um, the guy that they'd been trying to con earlier, uh, who they schemed out of his money, his name's um, Chuck Frechette, uh, Mm -hmm. just because he's going to be kind of in it for a minute, (laughs) but... I just wanted yes. to bring up his name because I, I had to look it up when I got to this point. Me too. I didn't think I was it was like, going to be a big deal. I know. <laughs> but he's sitting there on Nick's couch with a gun pointed at him. And his deal, he's like, you're going to give me my money back and you're going to give me all my money and your money. And then you're going to give me half of whatever you make from now on. And Nick's like, I have like four grand here, which like... I swear he had more than that in the dog, but, like, Mm -hmm. that's all he claims to have. And so Angela goes to get the money out of the dog, and she comes back with a gun. Because Nick also had a gun inside that dog, Mm -hmm. which she knew about because of all the snooping that she did. So she comes out with a gun, and she shoots the Chuck guy in the gut. And, um... (laughs) Yeah, Nick's like, don't shoot. And Frank's like, shoot him. (laughs) And and so she shoots him and they have like this whole freak out moment. And um, the guy, Chuck, he's like bleeding out and he like falls backwards over the table. He looks like he's really, really going to fucking die. He's just gurgling and whatever. So Mm -hmm. Nick tells Frank, he's like, yeah, you need to, you know take my daughter away and hide her and then maybe take her back home and go south or whatever. He's giving him stupid directions. Uh, And Nick's like, I gotta take him to the hospital. I gotta take Chuck to the hospital because I'm a good guy. And so, like, yeah, Frank leaves. Nick goes back inside and goes into the living room. Chuck's not there. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) he gets whacked in the head. Yep, Nick gets decked. And then the next thing we see him is that he wakes up in this hospital room and he's surrounded by um, two kind of, uh, I guess, police agents and Mm -hmm. they start questioning him and and telling him, like, we we know about everything that you're doing. Like, you have to confess, like, tell us where everyone is, blah, blah, blah. And then Nick's like, well, I'll tell you everything you want to know if you let me talk to my doctor first. And they're like, okay, bring in his doctor. They just had him right. <laughs> they just had him right there. And then Nick's like, I need you to do me a favor. I want you to ensure that Angela's going to be okay. Give her the money that's, you know, in my account. And so then Nick gives the, um, his like bank account information with all of his assets in, um, to the shrink to pass along to Angela, because I guess that's someone he really trusted. <laughs> um, but then, whoa, Nick's, like, then, like, there's a change in scene where Nick's, like, sweating, and he, like, re-wakes up, 
Mm-hmm. And he, like, gets out of the, the hospital room. And then we see that, like, it's not actually a hospital room at all. It was something that was, like, set up to mimic what looked like a hospital room. But it was really just, like, an abandoned room on top of this building. And Nick goes running out. And we're going to see them cheeks clapping as he's running out. In his, in his hospital gown. And that was the part where I was like, yes, the movie has changed for the better. <laughs> oh, my God. And then I think he finds a note, and that's what kind of, like, we explained st- what happened or something. We start getting know. the voiceover of the note that mm-hmm. Frank left Nick inside of the ceramic dog at Nick's house. Oh, yes. Yep. So that, that's yeah, and, the, and that is, like, the whole confession where Frank is like, yeah, I learned from the best, so I had to steal all of your money and set up all of this shit just to fuck you over. Yeah, so he got the doctor involved, he got Chuck involved, he got Angela involved, he got those two fake cops involved who obviously weren't cops. Like, he got everyone mm-hmm. involved to create this grand scheme to trick Nick. Yeah. And Nick was taken aback, but he was he was impressed by he was impressed by the con. He was. He was. I mean like you can't really get that mad. <laughs> Forget yeah. you know. He for, was it was a very elaborate scheme. Like it was, it was it was, it got it was me. Pretty good. I didn't think yes. it was a whole scheme from the beginning. Like, I wasn't suspicious of Frank. I just thought he was a fucking idiot. I know, me too. So, well yeah. done to Frank. No, no, no. Yeah, and so then Nick's life is kind of left um, in that kind of frazzled state. And then we fast forward to a year later, and he's working as a carpet salesman. And then in come, like, walks this guy who wants to furnish his new apartment with some cheap carpet. And he's like, oh, yeah, I brought my girlfriend with. And, whoa, the girlfriend is Angela? <laughs> uh, yeah. Saw that coming. But, yeah. yeah, they have a very awkward scene together after, um, you know, she tells him to go, tells her boyfriend to, like, leave uh, for a minute, <laughs> she's like, "Oh, I left my wallet in the car. Go look for it." And then he spends a really long time looking for it while <laughs> yeah. she stands there and talks to Nick. And um, they don't really like—they're not direct about it. They kind of like skirt around it a lot, and he just yes. makes a lot of like references to, you know, the past. And he's still like just dadding her hard, even though he's yeah. not her oh. dad. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, uh, do you always go out dressed like this? Yeah. Like, and what the I would have continues. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would have really liked in the movie at that point, or at some point, for them to have told us what her age was actually supposed to be. You me know, too. in the movie. Because like, yes, in like real life she was twenty three. But what was she was she supposed to be like twenty, twenty one? Yeah. Like I don't know. I'm yeah, curious. It was confusing. But in the end, Nick, like, just, uh, he forgave her, and he's like, whoa, you didn't con me, like, I gave it to you. Or you didn't take it from me, I gave it to you. Yeah. And so, uh, he was just, like, proud of her in the end, and then she makes this weird comment, she's just like, bye, dad. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> and then Nick goes home 
to hit Kathy, the grocery store girl that he was building a connection with. She's already at least five months pregnant, and it's only been one year later. Like, I know. I was doing the math on that, like, right before we got on the call. I was like, so did they, like, really, like, they, bang it yeah. out fast? Like, must yes. be. Yeah. Well, hopefully yes. it all works Nick, out for him. Nick doesn't play yet. And so, yeah, the, the last scene was just his face on Kathy's belly, like, smiling. And then it just ended. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. This one, I, yeah. This one is not going to be a memorable, memorable movie for me. No. I'm going to forget this one quick. Yeah. Me too. And, like, I didn't like, I didn't like the humor in it. Like, it wasn't funny humor it was just like dry humor it was the only good thing was the twist in the end and like you knew there was there had to be something in the end because the movie was so like so long but one note yeah yeah the whole time yeah so i'd um, say the, the first hour and a half i was seriously so fucking bored it took me, me like too. two days to watch the first hour and yes. a half of this movie I know. I was like, oh, God, another one of these movies. But I'm glad that we powered through. I am, and too. And what is, what is, I didn't look up what the reference is, like, matchstick men. What, is that supposed to mean something? I'm not entirely sure what that means or what that ref- <laughs> refers to. I was thinking about it, but I, like, never looked into it. I know. I was like, eh, not worth it. I don't really care that much. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was, like, a reference to, like... Yeah, I really don't know. I, yeah, I was going to try to make a guess, and I was like, you know, it's not even worth it. I'm just going to sound stupid trying. To, <laughs> trying. So. Uh, let's, let's just move on with our lives. Yeah. Um, uh, to rank this one? Yes. What? Yeah. Okay, so you don't have internet right now, so this I, is going to be all, all on me. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. If there was anything you were going to compare it to, I guess, like... Quality wise, Ooh. I'm thinking like guarding tests because like the whole guarding test movie was super boring until yeah. she got buried alive. Yeah, you're <laughs> you right. Know? The fucking t- that twist. Yeah, that's when it got interesting. You're right. Okay, yeah. so right now guarding tests is number thirty three out of forty one. Oh, okay. On the list. That sounds yeah. Yeah, that sounds about the the range where I'd probably put this, if exactly. not lower. <laughs> All right. And so I'll tell you what's around Guarding Tess. So okay. um, in the position of 32 right above Guarding Tess would be It Could Happen to You, and above that is The Family Man. And then below Guarding Tess is Trapped in Paradise, and below that is Time to Kill. Uh, Trapped in Paradise was the one with the brothers and... They yeah, that was that Christmas, Christmas movie. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I think it was more interesting than that. I would yeah. watch this again before I watch Trapped in Paradise again, because if I have to listen to fucking Dana Carvey's <laughs> shitty little <laughs> laugh or whatever, one more time. That is so true. That is okay. so true. All right. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. So is this better than Guarding Tess? Yeah, I was about to say it might actually be better than Guarding Tess. Okay, let's put it above Guardian Tess. I think that's good. All right, so that makes this one 33 now. Cool. Oh, boy, and if I remember right, when we talked last time, our next movie is is the 
The big anticipated one. Yeah, this is, I think this is what, the movie that really put Nick Cage out there. Um, yes. And that would be National Treasure, released Woo! in 2004. <laughs> this one is, oh my god, two hours and 11 minutes? Jesus. Fuck me. All right, well, it's PG, so bound to be great. Uh, <laughs> I feel like most people know this movie pretty well, but let me give you that little one-sentence description here. Uh, a historian races to find the legendary Templar treasure before a team of mercenaries. Damn it. It's action, adventure, mystery. Um... One, two, three. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> At least we made it through without any major fuck-ups. But what'd you do? I went to, like, scroll up to, like, get out of my notes and get into, like, the phone call, and I hung up. (laughs) I don't know how that happened. All right. So, yeah, this one is, um, like you said, very well-known. And so when's the last time that you've you've watched this? Because obviously we've both seen this at some point in our lives. At some point. But you know what? I haven't really... I might have watched it with you at one point when we were really yeah. lit, and I don't remember it that well. And yes. then since, I mean, before, like, that would have been the last time that I actually watched it. And then before that, I'd probably seen it once, right around the time it came out, maybe a little after. Yeah. Um, it's not typically, like, the type of thing I, I'm into. Because this, when did, uh, ooh, when did that movie with Tom Hanks, was that Tom Hanks? Another one of these, like, mystery and history movies. Oh. Da Vinci Code. That's... Oh, When did that come out? No idea. Because that's... I want to... I just want to see what came out first, and I think it was Da Vinci Code. Okay. No, 2006. But it was based on the 2003 novel by Dan Brown. Okay. I see. Okay. But it's, like, very much that... I maybe that was just like the thing in the the mid two thousands, yeah, like history mysteries and, and conspiracy <laughs> theories. Yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, it's been a minute since we watched it, but I feel like hopefully, I think if anything, it's probably going to be worse than what we remember because it's yes, almost like that 100%. nostalgic kind yep. of like fondness of it. Um, yep. But especially because it's PG, I didn't know it was PG like that low. I thought it would at least get a thirteen in there, but. Family friendly. Family friendly. Very much so. So at least uh, we'll have that to look forward to. Um, But I think in summary, this movie conned us out of two whole hours of our lives. (laughs) It really fucking did, though. (laughs) Nice to meet you, Dad.